Greetings and welcome to Living at Your Finest podcast, a podcast devoted to helping women to live at their finest health and personal development in the midst of the continuous demands of life. I'm your host, Dr. Babalola, aka Dr. Babs. I'm a board certified family physician and the founder of Living at Your Finest. Have you struggled with your health and personal development? thought that you might have finally figured it out only for it to come tumbling over? Or maybe you're just that person that wants to learn how to consistently live at your finest health and personal development. Well, this podcast is just for you. We can triumph together on this journey of health and personal development as my guests and I share valuable information from our personal experiences and professional background using an exciting framework, fun, fundamental, and faith-based. So I hope you're ready for some candid dialogue. Living at your finest champions. Glad to have you back on this episode. If you're new, make yourself feel at home and thanks for stopping by. We have an exciting episode today. I will be discussing why it's not your fault, why it's not my fault for all the poor food choices we've made. Yep, you heard me right, it's not our fault. At least that is what I found out after a deep dive into how my brain functions around food. This has freed me from all the guilt and burden of shame and subsequently empowered me to triumph in my health journey. Can I hear hallelujah, someone? I cannot wait to dive in further, but before we do, let's catch up a bit. I would like to share my significant high point of living at my finest health this week. I started off the week with a goal to drink more water. We all know that water is good for us. Our body is made mostly of water. 70, 80% of our body is water. We need water to just get the system working right. And on a good day, I get about six glasses, even though the average is about eight, but Really, based on your weight, you should drink half that in ounces. So I wanted to do better. I set a goal that I was going to drink a gallon, which is about 16 cups of water. I was able to accomplish it at least five out of the seven days. And the way I did that, I needed to be strategic about how I drank my water. I set an alarm on my phone and I spaced out my water. I included lemons and just seasoned up my water and it really made it doable for me. And I felt better. I felt stronger. I wasn't eating so much food. And so it was really a a win for me. I would like to hear your win of how you've lived at your finest health. If you would like to share, please send me an email to drbabs at living at yourfinest.com and I will be happy to share it during the podcast episode as we learn from each other. Now time for today's champion talk. It is not your fault that you overeat. You have no idea how liberating this is to hear this, to know this, that it's not our fault. It's not my fault after many years of struggling with weight gain, body shame, and food control in my mind. Let me explain from the beginning. I have always wanted to be a doctor as early as five years old. I love to learn about the human body, how fascinating I thought it was, just seeing how it adapts to several stages. 
puberty, pregnancy, how about tissue repair and restoration? I quickly learned though, as I got older, that there is one change that I did not fancy too much, which is weight gain and how it affected my image of myself. Can anyone relate? Yep, relate to the midlife spread, like my darling mom will call it. Or what about post-pregnancy weight? It was all too confusing for me to manage and I thought of different ways to control it. I'd always loved challenging my body through exercise, but I was so disappointed when I realized that my love for my sweet tooth could not outrun my fork. So as much as I loved my sweet food, I ate healthy, I loved to exercise, but I could not outrun my fork. I turned to different diets, too many, too many to mention, just name it, I did it. And as much as I loved medicine and I loved my patients, I just couldn't figure out for the life of me why I could not get my act together. I couldn't get my, my weight under control. I was on this merry-go-round with my health. It was a total disaster to say the least. I would embark upon a detox program or a diet here or there only to gain the weight back and more. And this was because my willpower just could not keep me from returning to my old ways of eating. I was consumed by food because it was everywhere, <laughs> work, church, home. I had to make a drastic decision to seek help when I started sleeping while driving to work or just going anywhere. I was suffering from chronic fatigue. Yeah, you heard me right. As a family physician who takes care of patients with various acute and chronic diseases, I had to face my own demons. I had to seek help. I needed to heal thyself. I needed to heal myself from within so that I could better serve myself, my family, my community, and my, and my patients. I dived in. I researched. I educated myself on my unhealthy relationship with food. And alas, I, I, I realized it wasn't my fault after all for all the overeating and, and just constantly thinking of food. Now, some days were better than others, depending on my stress level, depending on if I had slept well, depending on what was going on in my life. I had made better choices, but for the most part, I was overstimulated. I always needed to go back to the same sweet cravings. So my brain was messed up. It really was. I was addicted to unhealthy food patterns. I had to be honest with myself as I read through the best-selling book by Dr. Joan Eveland, the book titled Processed Food Addiction, Foundations, Assessment, and Recovery. Was I addicted to food or was I just not disciplined enough to stop eating? Well, the questions helped me put it all in perspective. There were about 11 questions in the survey and I answered yes to most of the questions. And that put me in a category where classified me as severe addiction. Some of the questions were, I've eaten when I don't intend to. I've tried to cut back and I've failed. I spend a lot of time thinking of food, planning what I'm gonna eat, how I'm gonna go get it. I was craving constantly. You know, there was just so many questions there. I eat more than I want to, more than I need to. But the question is, how did I get addicted to unhealthy food? Again, I ate healthy. I loved my veggies. I loved my protein. But I still was always craving starch. 
Well, it all comes back to growing up as a child. It was the norm in my house where dessert, I think we were all just sweet toots in my house. I remember my dad would get like, you know, the shortbread cookies or the hobnobs and it was his way of expressing love to us. You know, he would buy it and we'll eat it before a meal is served in the middle of the meal, after the meal. So I was overly stimulated from a young age. I now learned about the food addiction scientists that have worked over time to overstimulate our brains to create addictions, which lead to us overeating, unfortunately, overweight, obesity, and all the consequences that come along with it, such as diabetes, hypertension, cancer, dementia, arthritis, heart disease. Yes, that's just to name a few. But my freedom began when I learned about my brain's relationship to food, something I was not taught. I wasn't taught in medical school. My brain was overstimulated by the availability of variety of foods, true advertising. And you guys all know how they advertise food and tell you're, you're not hungry and all of a sudden you see something on TV and then you're salivating. Social gatherings, church, work, it's everywhere. What's about the addictive substances in the food, the aspartate, the high corn fructose syrup, and just all these other chemicals that disrupt our brain's normal functioning? Well, it led to my state of over-desire of food, overeating, and just emotional instability. Now, do you see why it's not my fault to overeat or it's not your fault? These are due to the struggles but freedom came when I understood the processes of the brain. And let's spend a few minutes just talking about how that works. Now, the normal brain has a breaking system to tell you when to stop eating. You see a meal, you're full, you know it's not good for you. The limbic system that helps with emotions in response to emotional stimuli or reinforcing behavior, it lights up when this happens and when it lights up, it kicks in the frontal lobe, which helps with just controlling, you know, willpower to say, um, to, to put it simply. Now, that is the normal braking system. It knows when you shouldn't, the limbic system lights up, the frontal lobe says you don't need it and you, and you don't do anything. But how about when you're overstimulated, that Limbic system is overstimulated, so it's over, it's firing, it's firing constantly, because the food is always there, the thought process is always there, the explosion is always there. Then there's a shortage of blood, shortage of blood supply, to the to the frontal lobe, and then that shuts off the willpower station. And to make matters worse, the stress pathway is equally overstimulated by the addicting eating neurons. They are all close to each other. It's like a roller coaster that doesn't stop. You're stressed, you overeat, and you gain weight. And then you want to solve the problem like I did. And I was just one diet after the other, restricting calories, which just made matters worse. It did make matters worse because it stimulated my primitive survival mode. And that is the the, 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 the mode, the neurons that says, oh, there's farming. <laughs> You're restricting your calories. 
So we don't know when next we're going to eat and when it's time to eat because you cannot sustain a diet long-term, you're going to overeat. You're just going to overeat. You can't control it. Unfortunately, that's the vicious cycle. And then to top that, you have what you call the mirror neurons. The mirror neurons, are, as the name implies, you look at the mirror, you see yourself. Mirror neurons follow the tribe. So it returns you back to your original habits based on the environmental influences. So let's say you're on a diet for 21 days or a fast, but your environmental influences, they're doing eating candy or eating just things that are not good and healthy, you're going to go back to those. So unfortunately, this system just is a nonstop system. Your willpower is shut off. The normal breaking system is altered and it just goes on and on. But there's good news today though, <laughs> there's good news. Now that you understand that there's a process behind how the brain functions in its relationship to food, it frees us. It frees us to realize that there's hope. And that's a big thing that it's not our fault in spite of our struggles every day that we can restore our normal brain breaking system. So my takeaway message today is it's not your fault that you overeat. It's not your fault that you're always thinking of food. It's not your fault that you have this emotional instability. It's an unfortunate pattern of the food addiction scientists that have tried for years to keep us captive under the umbrella of business marketing tactics. There is help and there's a solution. I would love to share that with you. Please come back for the next episode so that we can dive in further and discuss what those things are. But then until then, I would like for you to pay attention to what those triggers are. What are yours? Is it the environment? Is it a particular meal? Because this is where our freedom lies. And I can't wait to dive in further. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Living at Your Finest podcast. My hope is that you've been empowered to take actionable steps to living at your finest health and personal development. For more in-depth content on best practices to ensure that you're living at your finest health and personal development, come on over and follow me on Facebook and YouTube, Living at Your Finest with Dr. Babs. In order not to miss an episode, I highly recommend as well for you to subscribe to my podcast and either my website, livingatyourfinest.com or the various podcast outlets. And please, while you're at it, don't forget to leave a comment on the impact the episode has made on you. And of course, share with a friend or two. Till we meet again on the next episode, let's remain triumphant together. Because we need it, we deserve it, and most certainly, you and I can achieve to live at our finest health and personal development. God bless.